Oh, Holman, look at my arms. They are so tired. I mean, look, just look at that. Uh, it's, uh... This is where you say, why are your arms so tired? Because uh, you just flew in. Ah, dang it. What? Yes, I just flew in ah. from Daytona truck meet. Well? Ah, Daytona Beach, Florida. Man, well, that, was a, that was a good time. I'm, did you get any recording? I did, and I'm going to play it for you in the next episode because, I, quite frankly, I, I literally just got back and I did not have time to edit anything. All right, well, I guess that's fair. So, uh, yeah, we got some good stuff, and uh, I'm going to just tease it over. We'll uh, check in with uh, some, some Daytona truck meet action uh, next episode. Shouldn't it be hot Daytona truck meet action? Uh, it was it was a little steamy down there, I'm not going to lie, but... Uh, it's different weather than what we're used to, you know, here in Southern California. It's dry, as you'd expect, in, uh, in the uh, southwest, and it is hot and clammy in uh, Florida. Ooh, hot and clammy. Mm-hmm. How is it hot and clammy? Uh, Shouldn't it be hot and, hot and sticky? sticky? Yeah, hot and sticky, clammy. Isn't that the same thing? No, clammy is like cold. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so it was hot and sticky. But uh, after like a day, you're just used to it. Like you get acclimated to it really, really quickly. So hanging out with our man Jordan down there, who is like the mayor of uh, Truckville. D- Truckville, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm digging. Oh, his new F two fifty Super Duty yeah, is pretty oh, sweet. He did a really nice job with that thing. So yeah, cruising around town in that sucker and hanging out at the after party, the, the after after party, and the after 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 party. And then uh, are you yeah. still drunk? I feel, yeah, a if, little bit. If I yeah. gave you a breathalyzer test and made you walk the line in the uh, parking lot, could you do it? I think that if you rang me out like a uh, towel, I might drip some alcohol. Yes, that's possible. Dripping alcohol? <laughs> no, I don't mean my clothes. I'm just now, saying it's coming out of my pores. I'm just sorry I couldn't attend. Of course, uh, it was my my eldest daughter's graduation from eighth grade, so I couldn't miss that. So uh, she's officially on to high school. I think you need to reset your priorities because trucks yeah. come before family. Mm. I think so. You're you're all you're you're screwed up. Right. I mean, right. You have to understand. Like our audience comes first. Trucks don't give me a place to live. Uh, if they I, can't. Uh, yours does. Issue my family. What, I what, will, what, what, what? You have a tent on top of that's yours. That's true. So your that's truck true. does give you a place well, to live. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair point. All right, uh, so I guess we'll look forward to your uh, your Daytona truck meet coverage next week. I heard it was uh, quite the blast, and uh, our friend Jordan did a uh, awesome job. Uh, and uh, maybe we should have him back on for update because I'd like to find out uh, maybe next episode how many people showed up if he broke any records post COVID. I, I, I got that covered. All right, I got you on this one. All right, I got you. Uh, speaking of trucks, uh, how many of them were Nissan Titans down there? There were a couple, uh, one in particular that was slammed and gorgeous on a set of 24s, but I could not find the owner. I went on like a mad hunt, but I could not find it. If you want your own Titan Lay frame, head on down to your local Nissan dealer or NissanUSA.com where you can build and price the Nissan of your dreams. You want to put it up in the air? You want to tow 11,040 pounds of towing capacity, over 2,000 uh, pounds of payload. More standard horsepower than any truck in its class. More standard torque than uh, any truck in its class. And a standard 8-inch screen in the dash. And a uh, the most standard uh, safety technology in its class. Fender Audio System, zero gravity seats. What more do you need to know? How about America's best truck warranty? Five-year, 100,000 miles, and that is bumper-to-bumper. Bumper. If you're interested in America's most underrated, awesome, reliable, dependable, and powerful truck, head over to NissanUSA.com or your local dealer. Now, uh, speaking of the heat out there, how many of those trucks uh, down at Daytona Truck Meet were uh, overheating? 
Uh, most of them were sitting still, so I don't know. Because it was too hot for them to start, I bet. Ah, see what you're doing is you're trying to get us into Duralast, aren't Uh, you? Yes, uh, DuralastParts.com, where you can find cooling products that will get your old pile down the road uh, or fix the car that you actually do like. There were no old piles there, that I can say. But I, I think that these, as much as they're using their, their cooling systems in the, in the south there, uh, I'm going to say that they're burning through radiators, they're burning through uh, AC condensers, stuff like that, which I know that uh, our friends at Duralast offer. Well, check this out. Duralast radiators, which meet or exceed OE quality and cooling performance, over 98% coverage on popular applications. Duralast fan assemblies, 95% coverage for all vehicles on the road. Duralast water pump timing kits. Coverage for nearly 50 million vehicles on the road. That's ridiculous. Duralast water pumps, 99% coverage for all vehicles on the road. Duralast gold water pumps, coverage for over 75 million vehicles on the road. Duralast fan clutches, industry-leading coverage and in-market availability. All of their thermostats, 98% of coverage for vehicles on the road. What we're trying to tell you here is if you've got a cooling part need, AutoZone has the solution. What must their warehouse look like? It's got to be city blocks long. It's got to be more than one, right? It has to be. It has to be. Their distribution center has got to be uh, make got to dwarf Amazon. And if you're looking for a new exhaust for your truck, Amazon's not where you want to go. You go to Borla.com where you're going to find T304 stainless steel. That's the top grade stainless steel exhaust systems for all gas trucks. They've got almost every application and they've got different levels of sound. So maybe you want mild like an S-type. Maybe you want something that gurgles and it's got a lot of, you know, just badassery and that's going to be your attack. All right. I've got a uh, exhaust for you. So uh, lightning, uh, let's play. uh, Do you know your note? Come on now. It's time to take a trip down speedy lane. We're going to play an exhaust for you and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your note. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right and you can gloat. Know your notes. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, 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 vroom. Uh, go for it. Stump me once again, Mr. Holman. Do you want uh, S-type or attack? I think, uh, do you have attack? I'd like that. I have attack. Okay. Yeah, please. Uh, so here's stock. Yes. The same vehicle. Okay. This is the tech. Same truck, right? It's got to be a truck. Please tell me it's a truck. You tell me if it's a truck. Oh, my God. Is that the That's the same truck? Same truck. say that that is a v6 okay that's got to be a v6 now what kind of v6 is it i don't know lightning what kind of v6 is it i don't know 
I don't know, but that sounds like a V6 to okay. me. Okay. Can you confirm it's a V6? I will confirm it's a V6. Oh, yes. Uh, Just listen. See if you hear anything else. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, that's naturally aspirated. V6. Naturally aspirated. Are you sure? Oh, wait a minute. No. That's a Jeep. Hmm. That's a Jeep. Is it? Yeah, that's a Jeep. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. That's a Jeep. Uh, that is the 2017 to 2020 Jeep. Oh, excuse me. Ford Raptor oh, EcoBoost. No! God, I suck so hard at this. <laughs> How's that possible? I work at a company that right. does nothing but trucks. And turbos. I cannot get this. It'd be a turbo V6. So, I'm so good with audio, too. How do I fall apart with this segment every time? Every time. So if you want uh, yeah. a massive improvement in sound for your 2017 to 2020 Ford Raptor EcoBoost, head over to uh, Borla.com where you can pick up the Borla attack system. I think our listeners can all agree on two things. Yes. I suck at this game, and yes. Borla sounds awesome. Uh, I would agree with that. And in case you're lost in the auditory delights of your uh, truck with a Borla <laughs> exhaust system, you might want to check out onxmaps.com where they can get you found again. Oh, so they, they're seeing stars now? They're like cuckoo because they love the sound so much? That's right. And then they went off the trail uh, or off the road somewhere, and they're like, where am I now? Just dizzy with love. And they just opened up their uh, Onyx app on their uh, on their phone or on their tablet mm -hmm. or on their laptop and went, oh, I'm right here. I don't think that's a real scenario. 550,000 miles of off-road trails. Onyx Maps keeps all of your trails, tracks, campsites, and markups in one app across all of your devices. You can start your free trial today. No credit card required. Find open trails near you, track trips, add custom waypoints, download maps for offline use. Now, when we were in your jail, is this what you had on your iPad mini? It is. Oh, okay. It is. Uh, you can use the interactive maps, uh, figure out who owns the property around you, find campsites, non-ethanol fuel stations, and also play around with their awesome 3D and satellite mapping feature. Find those new off-road trails now at onxmaps.com or the App Store or Google Play Store. I'm in, and let's start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman i am lightning he is holman this is the truck show podcast if you guys ever want to get a hold of us truckshowpodcast at gmail.com that is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com we also have the five star hotline which we don't really talk about enough we should that's truck show uh, that's sorry 657-205-6105 657-205-6105 leave a message for us uh, 24 hours a day uh, it's also easy to get to us from our Instagram which is at truckshowpodcast just hit the call button uh, from our profile and it'll ring and you'll leave a message and you'll poke fun at me for sucking at this game and Holman for being awesome, and that's how you do it. All right, uh, episode one seventy eight. I've been uh, really self deprecating lately. Uh, I don't know what it is. I you know? think, I think you've, you've beaten me down. Is that what it is? I think so. Wow, you're the uh, first person I've beaten down in life. I'm going to notch my belt out of that. You think so? All right, lightning episode one seventy eight. Who do we have on tap? First up is a guy with uh, I think my favorite mullet. Now uh, he doesn't just have a mullet though. He has 
the mulletiest mullet out of all the mullets in Mulletville. It's kind of a, it's a frullet. It's crossed between a fro and a mullet. A, f- a frolet. Frolet. Frolet, yes. Wow. Uh, Kyle Seglin, I, th- I don't know, I'm going to botch his name as okay. I do so often. Uh-huh. Kyle Seglin, he raced King of the Hammers, then he went down to Baja and raced like 250 miles somewhere down in Baja. In a Nissan Leaf? Nope. Sort of. Well, kind of, sort of. In a Toyota 4Runner powered by Nissan Leaf batteries and motor. It is an electric freaking Forerunner that he built in his garage essentially. Wait till you hear the story. It's a wild yeah, story. Yeah, so first off, thank you to our friend Emmy. Yeah, buddy. Exactly for turning us on to Kyle. I think she has a crush on him, but we'll figure that you, out later when when we talk to her. You already have a crush on him. You were looking at all his uh, videos online, and you were like, like stars and hearts shooting out of your eyes. I don't think that that's true. I uh, I sent Emmy a note, and uh, after watching you, uh, you kind uh-huh. of prepare for the guest, as you seldom do, I said, well, now you have competition. I think Jay's in love with Kyle. And uh, Emmy said, no! Uh, well, I, I think I, uh, I'm i a fan of his, but let's just let's go ahead and dial. Hello? Hello, is this uh, Kyle Seglin? <laughs> well, you're going to butcher every <laughs> right guest name? Just half of them. No, you nope. got it. It's Seglin? It. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Seglin. See, you, you could have sold it by just by just saying it so fast, none of us could have corrected Seglin. you. Seglin. Kyle, Kyle Seglin. <laughs> As it was coming out of my mouth, I was having second thoughts about butchering it's, it. It's that moment where the words were coming out and you were trying to pull yeah. them back in. I'm screwing the no. Exactly what's happening. <laughs> no, you got it what's up, Kyle? <laughs> Lightning and Holman Truck Show podcast. Hey, before we can get to you, we need uh, we, we play a jingle for everyone, and we need you to decide: Do you like uh, country, or what are we saying the other no, one? It's is? blues or blues, death metal? Blues or We've death metal? We've been doing this show for three years, <laughs> and you still don't know. But, but I don't listen. I don't <laughs> listen. That's to us. actually true. <laughs> between between blues and death metal, it's got to be death metal. Death All right, metal. here All right, we go. Here we go. Man, that hurts my throat. <laughs> What'd you think of that? Awesome. All right, so uh, uh, you are an innovator motorator. How do we it, want to get into this? It, well, so here's the thing. We were told by our friend Emmy Hall yep. that we need to talk to you, and then we, we looked into you and we said, yes, we absolutely do need to talk to Kyle. So, Kyle, <laughs> you went famously to King of the Hammers, then you hit a, another couple races afterwards where you took— Well, hold on, a, hold on. Should we—do we—how about we back into it really quick? Because Emmy sent us a picture— and goes, you need to talk to these guys. And it's like, why? That is the world's most clapped out forerunner I've ever seen in my entire ah, life. But what is it yeah, powered yeah. by? But he had the uh, he had the foresight to rip out that old crappy Toyota powertrain and put in Nissan parts. So uh, that got that piqued our interest. So what crazy Frankenstein race vehicle have you built, my friend? Well, it, uh, it, it all started where you know I've been we, me and my friends have been talking about making. Uh, we, we love rock crawling. And, you know, I, I was want, I thought that there'd be an advantage with electric drive in the rocks, uh, you know, instant torque, uh, things like that, just as you can imagine. And we've been talking about it for years. And my forerunner that had a three liter in it blew up and I wasn't going to fix the three liter. And Ooh, was I it the rear two cylinders and the head gasket? 
No, it was oh. uh, me uh, holding it on the liminer at 3 a.m. without a radiator. That's, <laughs> what, that's, that's, that's what did it. Uh, nice. Yeah, we, we, after, uh, wait, we had wait, a lot wait, of fun. Kyle, after how many beers was that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, infinity? I don't know. Infinity, infinity beers. beers. Infinity beers. And, uh, by I, the uh, way, I have to point, I, we have to describe Kyle's most awesome <laughs> mullet on the planet. <laughs> I think he is rocking a mullet that it doesn't end. It is, uh, okay, it's, think, right? It's t- it's time for it to come back, you know. We got it's just it's bringing it back, you know, out here on the front lines. Anybody I need help out here? So anybody who wants, I need, yeah, more bullets. Please come tell me your radiator blew because it was filled with beer, and then secondly, please tell me that you crushed at least one beer can uh, on your forehead. Uh, no, 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 no. We would never use beer for the radiator. Uh, we drink that. We use cooler water and urine to try to fill it back up. That's exactly <laughs> right. water and urine. <laughs> We drink the beer while we hang out, wait for the truck to cool down. Yeah, it was time, and, and you know, I don't know. I saw Leaf Nissan Leafs used ones that was still working good. Were like a few, you know, a few thousand dollars on Craigslist, and I saw that Thunderstruck EV had a VCU component to make the Leaf run standalone, and uh, so I, I went for it. And then, um, and then I heard that there was going to be an EV class for King of the Hammers 2021, and um, yeah, we we didn't have enough time to make my Forerunner into a race car. But uh, my buddy had one, and I asked him if I could make it electric. It was It's an old car that has clapped out and needs a lot of help, and it was sitting in the weeds all sad. So that's that's how that's how that car and that drivetrain came to uh, came to come together. It's not as simple as just buying this Leaf Power Pack on eBay and then getting a VMU and then just hooking it all in. Where's the drivetrain? Like, how do you connect it to the wheels? Like, I have so many questions. How did you figure this out? You can't just watch YouTube videos and go, oh, you know, like Rich Rebuilds did one. I can do one, too. Uh, we, me and my friends, we've done, like, engine swaps before and things like that. This was a little different, but for the most part, we, we followed a, a pretty simple recipe as all hot rodding has ever been done. You take the motor out of the, the car that the, you take the motor that you want out of the car you don't want, right? We just unbolted it all. And what was neat about the Nissan Leaf, and I knew from looking up online, was that that motor unbolts from its reduction box. Like EVs don't have a transmission, but they have a reduction box, right? And so for the Leaf, that's two separate housings that are just bolted together. So you unbolt that, and now you out the out out of the motor is just a spline shaft that we could ad- adapt to and couple to. And so we 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 took that out. And now we had this like, you know, bare block sort of thing with mounting holes on it and a, and a spline. Well, we, we uh, user main source on DIYelectriccar.com uh, in my research for it. He found that the, the clutch from a 1978 to 79 Fiat Spider convertible car <laughs> has, this, has an extremely similar spline profile. It's, a, it's, a, it's not perfect, but it's close. And that was a much more machinable uh, part for us than the part that came out of the Nissan Leaf production box. So I got two of those, and we now we had something that fit over the splines, and we left the Toyota 5-speed in the truck. So we used that bad clutch. So now we had two two centers, right, two female splines that would fit over the transmission input shaft and the motor output shaft. And we used some DOM tubing, uh, some lathe work, and some TIG welding, and we created a coupler that, so that the two uh, shafts would, uh, you know, c- couple and then we just used cad and made some plates that one plate bolted to the nissan leaf motor wait, wait, and one wait hold a second it. he just went we were drinking beer and then he went to and then we used cad uh, well, normally, yeah, I, normally it's not those two things together well you know you might have a group of friends you say oh no we have an engineer that helped us out well in our group of friends we, we have a zef 
we have we have uh, we have a we have a, a great guy who's really bright and he, he he helps us out with all our projects and we go wheeling all the time and uh so he helped me out with the cad work and, and getting the plates cut and, and sent to us so now we had builder parts and then my buddy will made this uh made this adapter will will really nailed the adapter the execution of it and uh, we fit it to 22 R remounts and bolted it between the frame rails and up to the transmission. So, are you guys? Is it similar to like the Jeep Magneto concept, where you only need the clutch basically to shift it, but you don't need the clutch to start it or any of that? Are you using all five gears in the transmission with this setup? Can you tell that Homer just had a piece of pizza? No, I didn't. <laughs> Hold on. Yes, I can. I can watching you. It's stuck in your beard now. No, we don't have a clutch at all. So with, a, with an electric motor, you really don't need one. Now, it, it all depends. Like, you can't necessarily power shift it as well. It'll it'll grind if you try to do that. But um, for the most part, when you go, if you put the motor in, the electric motor, we still have a forward, neutral, and reverse on it. If you put the electric motor into neutral, that means that when you take your foot off the pedal, it won't go into regen mode. It'll just freewheel. And then you go to slide the the, the five-speed shifter to the next gear, the synchros in the transmission will change the rotor speed of the motor to match it, and it will slink in pretty easily without any grinding. But it's true, you can't like power shift it like you could if you had a clutch. We just we decided we didn't want the rotating mass and yeah. the complexity of trying to set that up, so we took it out. Well, and the, the we, reason I ask is because the uh, the Jeep Magneto concept from uh, from Easter Jeep Safari was interesting because it you it basically put the motor in front of the factory transmission and yeah. kept the six-speed manual because they wanted to showcase, hey, we can put an electric motor and batteries, but everything downstream is familiar to any Jeep owner. So it basically, it's not scary or weird to drive or put a lift kit on or any of that kind of stuff because it's all the same vehicle you you know and love downstream from the transmission. But I just thought there's some interesting things like, you know, when you, you, there's, you can't like leave it in gear, right? Because it'll, it'll roll away, that kind of stuff. And right. cer- certain times you, you would use the clutch and certain times you you didn't need to use the clutch, and I just thought it was kind of a novel concept because um, some you know, especially the early ones, maybe had a one or two speed transmission because there is so much torque from the motor. So, kind of understanding what your thought process is and how you use it in the uh, Forerunner is pretty cool. So for the most part, I thought we started in October. Like I was driving the Nissan Leaf because my daily driver truck was down, and then finally when that transmission got fixed, we that's when we started taking the Leaf apart, and we had the Toyota truck with the 22RE out, and we were starting to race in February, so we really only had a few months. So a lot of what drove why our decisions was that we did not have time. So we we had a working drivetrain, and everything in the car was there. We we didn't have time to take that out or mess with it or anything. And by the way, it was all cool parts. It was a Marlin Crawler uh, updated five-speed, the Turbo Trans, and it had dual cases, all Marlin Crawler chromoly splines, and a long travel suspension with ARB dips front and rear with a fabricated rear housing. So, I mean, it was already a race car. There was no reason to change those components if we didn't need to, and we didn't need to, and we didn't have time to even if we wanted to. So that's kind of why. But for sure, if if you get your ratios correct, you really only need two speeds for an off-road EV, or at least that's what I believe right now. And we kind of proved it when we actually got to drive the car. We were really only using second and third with the first transfer case and low. So as we evolve, we want to go to a two-speed transmission. We'll, we'll get there. But this for this truck, we just didn't have time, and we were working with what we had. I love that you say, this is what I believe for now, because... For a lot of us, this is uncharted territory. You're you're literally the pioneer. You don't even have a covered wagon yet. You're like riding on horseback 
through some, you know, cougar trails no, or something. He's, he's walking. He's walking the trail. Yeah, right yeah. you're walking along some yeah. river or something like that. So it's pretty cool yeah. to kind of hear you go through the process of, hey, this is complete, you know, R&D. We're still figuring it out ourselves, but we have a pretty good idea of where we're going with it. That's that's awesome. And Kyle, what's the what part did you expect would break first? You know, typically there's a weak link that you you purposely engineer into an off-road vehicle, right? If something's yeah. going to go, I want it to be X, so it, it 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 doesn't break everything else upstream or downstream. Well, if the truck itself is actually pretty stout, I would have said the torsion bar keys, or perhaps one of the input or output splines on the dual cases. The the on the electrical side, the motors are really robust. I was never worried about tearing up a motor. Um, the inverter is also the factory Nissan Leaf inverter, so you have some great engineering there, and they got lots of money in that inverter. I'm sure it's a nice part. I, I expected that to work. I, I believe uh, Wabasto does the uh, charging and uh, all that into the uh, Leaf. Yeah, we didn't use the charger, but the inverter itself, for sure, it was still left on there. Um, now, Kyle, so I trust Kyle. What's that, the part that blew up in your face and smoked and almost killed you? Well, that's that was that was uh, well, it didn't quite almost kill me, but it was exciting. For <laughs> sure. um, I, I saw some that, Instagram love right there where some where some very like double lot uh, wire cables were smoked and the end was just completely melted and drooling. And and the, and the caption was, you know, our man Kyle had a scare. <laughs> okay, wear yeah. safety goggles, kids. Yeah, and uh, you know, from from the outset, we did we, we did, and we still want our program to be you know safety first. That is the most important, and we we have done well with that. That night, we did not. I, it's true, I didn't have my my goggles on. Uh, should have. Um, but that that said, what what that was was what it was the first time I was connecting. Uh, I was I was attempting the first charge on the batteries, and I had my charger all set up on a two twenty plug in the in the shop, and I had my battery was in the car, and I got it all wired up or how I thought it should be. And uh, instead of when we put the batteries together, we put them in series. So uh, positive to negative, uh, you know, positive, negative, And that's how you get the full pack. And I wired the charger positive to negative. And I, you know, I double checked myself, but I didn't catch it. And then uh, when I went to connect it, it made a, it, it, it closed the loop and it, and it fried. Woo. fried the little Anderson Hello. Connected. Yeah. How many volts? Yeah. So, it was 360 or so. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. It, yeah, but it didn't It didn't pass through my body. It, it just went from uh, one of the – it jumped from wire to wire that I was holding. So there was just a really hot arc flash that was right next to my hand uh, for, you know, a fraction of a second. And so I got I got some second-degree burns, but they weren't too bad. My, you know, it's all healed up fine. Did it give you pause? Did you have any more respect at that moment or just thereafter for the guys at, at Nissan or at Tesla or whatever who are working with these crazy high-voltage batteries? I mean, it can be dangerous. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I've all, I had a healthy respect going into it, and I still do. I, you know, I definitely made a mistake. Um, we did – you know, I did – I would say I definitely tightened up a little bit after that. I was better about wearing my gloves uh, for sure. Um yeah, but, but I mean that said, any everything's dangerous. I mean, how many shop fires when a little bit of gasoline gets spilled when someone's working on a race car? I mean, this happens. You know, we just we just need to always try to do our best to stay on top of it, and not get complacent. No I just I doing. just think that people think that batteries are safe. You know, what I mean, oh, it's it's not flammable. It's a you know, like I don't know if they think that. I, I don't I think know. if you're just, thinking with high high voltage stuff, you definitely got to be careful, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the high voltage and the bat- batteries are certainly when they decide to go, they really go when it comes to fire. So, oh, yeah. That's smoke no, they're, they're dangerous for sure. And, and so ta- tell me about the you, you do King of the Hammers. Talk us through King of the Hammers. And then you had a race thereafter in Mexico. Right. And yeah. and, you, and you came with a really interesting like uh, uh, mechanism by which you could get the batteries out of the bed of the truck and then into your transport vehicle like a bunch of white ropes and pulleys it was a very bizarre apparatus because they're so yeah, heavy so, well yeah what that all stemmed from was we, we when we when we raised king of the hammers we raced on nissan leaf batteries because that's what we had and we we just had we had three sets of batteries right two two small and one large large capacity and basically from from the start of the race to pit one is 15 miles we were able to do that on a small battery and then you go on like a 48-mile loop, and we needed the big battery for that. So we swapped that pit. During that time, our, um, our, our crew charged the small battery at, uh, at, at pit one. And then when we came back to pit one, they put the small battery back in, and we, and we finished the race that way. So that, that worked for us then. Uh, when we decided to race Baja, it was a 250-mile race from start to finish. It's actually like 260-something. And so we didn't, we couldn't do that with the leaf stuff. We wouldn't have enough time to charge them in between pits. So we actually got, uh, we worked with EV West and they had a, 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 a lot, a very, very lot of uh, smart car batteries harvested from the East smart car. They're, they're actually Tesla cells and they're put into these modules. And so the deal was that we got to borrow them. And then we, for that, we built aluminum enclosures to fit them in and it got up to a 378 volt. Uh, fully charged pack and now so now instead of sitting in a warehouse they were in these tough aluminum boxes that could be used for a race car and they're there now if anybody wants to use them for their car they can they can rent them or, or work out a deal with ev west uh so we had 21 of these boxes and that's that represents seven or six battery swaps throughout the day and they're like 262 pounds each and that's hard to get into the back of a truck so and we also didn't have time. We had to leave for the race like in 24 hours. So we used a, a, a trailer that had a winch on the front of it to like pull broken cars up. And we made a quick, uh, a quick like uh, A-frame on the front of the trailer and put a pulley. So the winch could go up to the pulley across the back of the trailer about five feet off the deck. And then we would back the race car up to the trailer and we welded a, an eye hook onto the cage of the race car. And then we put a a pulley on the on the cable itself so you could like lower the winch down connect it to a battery tighten the winch which would pull the cable taut and lift the battery and then slide it on the pulley into and out of the race car or the trailer so we it's like a zip line you sling them out of the race car and sling fresh ones on i I find it interesting that you guys had different battery sizes for depending on what the the loop was or the distance because obviously and we've talked about it before once you use up the energy in the battery, you're still carrying that weight around. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's and the, another reason why it was like that was because we again we didn't really know what range we were going to get, and we didn't have a lot of time, and uh, you know budget was also a part of it too. But we were able to find a new Nissan Leaf battery from the 2019 Plus models, which is actually 62 kilowatt hours. It's a, it's like almost triple what the small batteries were that came in the car that I bought off Craigslist. And um, you, you, that was, so that's, we were able to make the car operate on two different sets of batteries. We wired it, we had it like jumpers, so it could, the car would work on a small one or a big one. And uh, it all, they were all interchangeable. 
So that we, that was another thing we had to figure out on the fly. We did not what have what controls that? Is it the 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 VMU or is it you created a giant toggle switch? I can't imagine it's as simple as just toggling between the two. And and do the motors accept it? Aren't those motors designed for a certain voltage or no? Yeah, they are. So um, basically, the motor runs between 400 volts and 330, somewhere in there. So 400 is fully charged, 330 is, is dead. Well, it doesn't know what battery is connected to it. It, does, it has no idea what it is. So basically, we just used a junction box, and the junction box has has four plugs on it. So the small battery is only two racks, right? So that's two plugs. The big battery is four racks. It's four plugs. But they both are 400 volts fully charged, and the car has no idea whether it's a big or a small one. Gotcha. So the junction box has four receivers on it. You, if, you, if you use the big battery, no problem. You punch in all four, the car has 400 volts and takes off. If you go to the small battery, you plug in your two, and then you have two jumpers that just make that continue the loop. There's your 400 volts, and the car works. And it it's pretty simple. And we also, that's how our charger is set up too. We mimic the same junction box. So you just use the jumpers if you're charging a small battery or all four if you're charging the big battery. The charger has no idea what it's what it's talking yeah, to. Yeah, it's no different than if you were to put a uh, a big capacity or deep cycle battery in your vehicle, your daily driver as a starting battery. The alternator just yeah. charges until the voltage gets to where it does. It doesn't know how much capacity the battery has. Um, right. But it's interesting. I mean, you guys are, are basically figured out hot swappable batteries in a race vehicle. That's, yeah. you know, that that's huge because <clears throat> even right now the OEs are figuring out, you know, with battery density and the amount of time it takes to charge and induction chargers and all this technology coming up, is it faster to have a super high amount of energy flowing into the vehicle in a very short amount of time? Or is it better to do some sort of swappable battery pack where you just pull up and they put a battery pack that's fully charged in and then yours goes in the charger for the next guy? Uh, it's, it's pretty interesting to to think of the strategies behind that kind of stuff, but you guys have a hot swappable battery pack. That's super, super awesome. Yeah, that, and that's why we went to race Baja. It's because we heard that Lordstown, they were going to race their truck there. And so that drove us to go down there and race them because we want competition. And we didn't have any of King of the Hammers. But we, when we heard they race in Mexico, we, we put together a plan to do it. And um, they, they, definitely, they didn't do as well because they had to charge. But that's not like all the whole story. Like we went there to win the race with whatever we needed to do. They were trying to prove their, the actual battery that's going to street truck, right? Like sure. a street vehicle isn't going to have 21 aluminum boxes falling around on a trailer with hot swapples. So like we got kind of two different goals, but for sure when it comes to racing, I think what we got going on right now is better than what they got going on. For that, for that thing, it was true. Now racing aside, you, you talked about how you thought it would be cool to build a rock crawler that was electric. What are your feelings now? Like, do you see that as a viable medium for uh, a hobby vehicle? Um, do you th- what What do you see as the drawbacks to the technology? Is it charging infrastructure? Is it battery and energy density? What are the things you like that you've learned, and what are the things that are going to be obstacles to adoption that you've learned? Um, power density in the batteries is what you know. We're, as that starts to improve, it'll be more and more attractive to have an electric vehicle, no matter what it is, because they're going to go farther and be lighter. And that's what we're going to see as we go forward, if you ask me. Uh, that said, I think that the battery technology is where it's at, that it's it's already fun. And you can make an off-road truck or bike that, that goes pretty good. And you're not going to get the exact same range. And yeah, it's always going to charge a little longer than fill in the tank. But um, I, my, my, my EV truck, I've played with it in Johnson Valley outside of racing. 
and I was following around a few side by sides and we took like an hour and a half ride running around in the sand and everything going up and down hills, whatever we wanted and didn't worry about range. And we came back with like 40 to 50% still on it on the big battery. And we wanted to come back to camp anyways. We were already like tired of it. It was nighttime, whatever. So I I think you can still have a pleasure vehicle uh, today using um, aftermarket EV parts and, and junkyard parts. I think there's also a lot of advantages to be had. I mean, our, our truck doesn't even have a fan on the radiator. They, the, the motor is so efficient. It runs so cool. And if you ever did fall, fall on your side, you could keep you know driving and it, it, you don't have to worry about oil pressure. It'd be like an RC truck where you just hit it and hopefully you right yourself up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Watch I think this. that has a lot of advantages in racing too, you know, sure. so whether it's racing or even playing, whatever. You're not done when you fall on your side, you know. Now, is, um, is the most dangerous part of it the batteries themselves? It seems like everything else is probably is pretty pretty inert. So I'm guessing it's the armor cases that the batteries are in. And also what would be really important would be um, routing of the wires to make sure there's no chafing or anything mm-hmm. that could potentially cause an arc. Because obviously off-roading, there's a lot of vibrations and other issues to deal with. It's very true. Our cable management was um, we, we ran the cables through PEX tubing that started in the battery compartment in the bed it was it never passed through the rear or front firewall of the passenger compartment it went down and under uh, along the frame rails the pex tubing so if the the the, the cables were always touching plastic a pla- and they were inside a plastic tube and they were pretty tight so the other thing too is that if like, you have a positive and a negative on an ev car it's a closed loop system so what i'm saying is like if you walked up to an open positive lug and touched it you would not get shocked. If you walked up to a negative lug and touched it, you wouldn't get shocked. If you touched both, then you might. Yeah. Right. So like if a cable fell off, that's not really that dangerous because it's likely that the other cable was still on. Yeah. So the car will stop working and you're really not going to get shocked. By the time that both cables fall off, they would both need to land on a piece of metal to create the circuit. Sure. But, but we have some safeties in there. We, we have uh contactors high voltage contactors that are right at the battery connection so basically they're controlled by a 12 volt system and if the computer sees zero voltage which it would see as soon as a connection is is broken then the 12 volt system which is part of your redundancy in electric car it opens those contactors so now the 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 juice is uh strictly held to the battery so the car will not go will not be live so so it's like a jumbo version of like a big bosch 30 amp relay normally open uh, yeah, it will normally open. So that so that will happen if you lose 12 volts or if you still have 12 volts, but the computer sees uh, zero voltage at the high voltage end at the inverter, it will um it, it will open those contactors on its own. And there's a few other times that it will open those contactors. Like if the if the BMS, the battery management system, mm-hmm. doesn't like what it sees in one of the cells, if a, if one cell goes too high or too low, then we can enable it to open those contactors and stop the car. So they're not so mechanically not normally open. They are mechanically normally open. Okay. That's another, it's almost like a big rig's air brakes. They are mechanically normally open, but we hold them shut with 12 volt power. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. So right. when the, so when it you, comes, the power drops away, they open right. up because yeah. you're holding them shut. Yeah. It's like a, like an eagle's claw, like the uh, eagle, it's closed. So mm-hmm. when they go and f- pick up fish from the river, they have to open their claw. When they grab the fish, their natural state well, is not it's, open. It's, it's like your jaw on pizza. It's uh, well, yeah. your jaw on pizza is <laughs> yeah. normally closed, Absolutely. right? Yeah. No, no, yeah. it's normally moving. How do you have this knowledge? Like, what are you? What's the day job? What are you doing? Because you're not a full time racer, right? How do you? How do you amass this knowledge in the EV space? I I really don't have any sort of formal training, and I mean, my job doesn't involve 
working on, I mean, kind of does. I work in the factory at Tesla. So I was, we were building the cars, but my job is just to, is just, it was just to make the cars on the assembly line um, as a technician for uh, automation equipment. But it, it really has nothing to do with the electric cars themselves. I, I just kind of went for it. Like I saw like I, I, Thunderstruck EV was really good with their technical support when I was having problems. I just give them a call or I send them an email and this had John there would help me out. Uh, I would go on the internet. Uh, DIY electric car is a great uh, source of information on Facebook. I'm on electric car groups, rich rebuilds. Like that, I mean, that's basically it. You know, I would ask questions to the community, um, which is awesome. It's an awesome community, by the way. Uh, basically everywhere in the in the electric car uh, online community, if I've asked questions, I got them really, really quickly, some awesome insight, which is great. Um, so no, I mean, I don't have any, I don't have a, a degree or anything like that. I just kind of wanted to do it with my friends and we figured a way to make it happen. So you were working inside Tesla, working on the machines that make the vehicles. Is that correct? Yeah. Any inside scoop you can share with us? Anything about... Uh, yeah, he's going to open up and lose his job truck? right now. No, he doesn't work there now. Is that what you do now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he I mean, does I've that changed. now. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've changed jobs since, but I'm still inside Tesla, yeah. but um, I literally you know, have Tesla I, stories I, that I still can't talk about. Why he, he works there? <laughs> well, I I don't know. I mean, we're trying to get a, a date out of the Cybertruck, or it's no, it's, we're not. I wish. We're not, yeah. I, I, no, I I honestly don't like have any trade secrets. Anyways, I'm not really that high up in anything like that. But no, there's um, yeah, I, I don't really know too much about it. I'm just working on building the cars. That's all. With uh, it's it's been great being an American auto worker. We there's a lot of hardworking people in there, and uh, I'm really proud of it. You've got sure. a, a lot of brothers and sisters listening to the podcast. Who are all uh, awesome. building cars out there? We've got a. What was our friend down in uh, uh, at the Ford Super Duty plant? I think he said he put in ten million transmissions or something like that over oh, yeah. his career. Yeah, like holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> now you're awesome. ba- you're based up in what San Jose, up in Northern California, at the plant there, not down in El, El Segundo, Fremont. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Fremont plant, and I, I live in San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, mm-hmm. what is the future for your race team? By the way, what is the race team called? Uh, kind of just will, uh, will spec garage is what I'd say. That's my buddy will. Um, and we, you know, he helped me so much with building the car. Um, so that, that, that's his Instagram handle. So at will spec garage, W I L L will spec garage. That's where I found a bunch of the photos. And, and what's the, what's the future for the team? Like, what do you, what is your dream five years from now? What do you want to be racing? Is it this vehicle and what race? It's a, it's a really lofty goal and it's, uh, it's only been achieved by a few people and I hold them in the highest regard. And I, I but I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm willing to say like, I, I want to win King of the Hammers. That's, that's what I want to do. It would be, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to take a lot of, a lot of help from a lot of people, but and, uh, for sure. And yeah. a really successful podcast to uh, usher you along your way. Was that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here for you, Kyle. If you, uh, you know, honestly though, I know we're joking, but we're also not joking. We want to follow your path to being that guy. We we think it would yeah. be awesome. We'd love love to well, get regular updates from you and see what you're working on. Well, you're going to be going out there and you're going to be testing. And we both had the opportunity to go out there. If you know in advance that you're going to be out at KOH or that area in Johnson Valley, can you give us the heads up? Because for me in, in Holman, it's only a two hour drive or something like that. We'd love yeah, to go out course, there and man. just and just you know have a beer and, and watch you run. That would be cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Um, at time to time, you're gonna have to pick up a wrench, man. Like, there's no spectators when we're testing. Awesome. Man. That's fine well, with well, us too. Jay, Jay doesn't know how to do that, but <laughs> I can help. Oh, you're full of. You know, crap. if he does come out, you'll have to use the small batteries just so you don't go over. You know, your gross vehicle weight on the race car. You're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just returning the favor. <laughs> right on. Yeah. No. So yeah. Yeah. We um we we have a lot of testing to do. I think that. Uh, this this truck has been great. Uh, we've learned so much from it. Some of the two major takeaways are that it's it's pretty heavy, and it has st- it's still a limited it has relatively limited suspension. So I we want to make something faster. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure what that's going to be yet. Uh, we've been me and the team have been talking a lot. Uh, team Baker Fab has also helped us out so much with the Baja effort, and we're, I'm part of Team Baker. And is it a, a factory based vehicle, or do you guys think you're going to go like two buggy or something like that and be really specific to your your needs? Well, definitely, if you're going to win King of the Hands, it's going to be 100% custom specific. Sure. Um, and I, I think that that I, I want to make one. I think that that's coming. I don't know if that's going to be our next step. I think there's still at least one stepping stone between this vehicle that we have and the one-off custom potential King of the Hammers car. Um, oh, okay. Or, you know, unlimited car. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think if we we're going to start with another chassis and just adapt a motor to it, it would probably be a, a Can-Am or a Polaris. Um, if not, then we might make something that's more full size and custom. But I think that I think there's still more to learn before we go with a full crazy, you know, high dollar build. All right. I like that. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you see advantage to IFS versus solid axle? for ultra four yeah i mean i mean it's the it's the age-old debate you know and i think that's one of the things that draws me so much to it is that you have these cars that are so wildly differently uh, they are fundamentally different but they're still mixing it up you know you don't see that at the top level of many automotive motorsports that are they're just so very very different from each other but they could either one of them could win um i mean hey the, the winning car right now is solid axle so i'd probably have to say that but um, I mean, IFS is faster than the desert, so it's kind of, it's a mix-up. It's all yeah. about how, if you can keep it together. It depends, and yeah. Driving style. Make it survive, and where are you a better driver? Essentially, right? Then you want to build to your strength and try and uh, be, you know, middling or slightly better than average in the other sections. Of the landscape of new trucks that are out there and future trucks, let's call it within within two years of release, meaning unlimited budget. What truck? would you buy would it be electrified would it be would you wait for the Cybertruck? would you buy the lordstown would you buy the rivian or would you buy a trx would you buy uh a ford super duty like what truck out there would be on your list if you hit the lottery and you're gonna buy one brand new truck i'm just curious oh man that's i love cars it's so hard to choose just one you know (laughs) Uh, for electric pickup trucks, which is totally on my radar, I'm interested. I don't know if I could have one right now because I need a, a heavy-duty truck. for. I do a lot of heavy towing throughout the year, um, so I don't think that's quite on my horizon. But I, I, I don't know. I think the winning one right now for me is the Lightning. That I think I like that one best. I, I, I love the, the underhood space and the, now, the looks of it. You're, you're talking about the Ford Lightning, not the one sitting no, across the no, table No, he doesn't me. know me. Yeah. Right, I'm just checking. I <laughs> yeah. just want to make sure. But if, oh, he, if, yeah, if yeah, he was sitting yeah. here, he'd love me. I don't know. I love strong word. All right. Yeah, like, uh, like a lot. Yeah. I mean, tolerate? The, tolerate? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll go with tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. It's tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, and so other than the, the frunk, what did you? What were you impressed by on the uh, on the Lightning over the Rivian and, and some of the others? 
I don't know. I, I, I've always liked Ford. I'm not really too biased, but I just I, I do generally like Ford. Um, I, it just looks really good. I think the Rivian looks good too. I don't know. I mean, I, I just that that's probably the one that impressed me the most. Um, like the the power in the back and the bed. I think the Rivian probably has that too or something. I don't know. I'm not fully up on all the specs. But, um, yeah, I guess that would be it for the e-trucks. I'm just curious. I mean, you're, you're now in that space. You've tinkered. You're, you know, you're an off-road enthusiast. I thought you might have a, an opinion. So just just curious. All right, uh, so Jay, I, as you being an off-road uh, enthusiast, what would you say? See, I'm not the Lightning fan. Uh-huh. I would be either the Rivian or the Cybertruck if it was electric, if it was Gas in unlimited, probably the TRX. Man, a lot of caveats to that. Yeah, yeah. T- TRX, the TRX is really cool. If yeah, it's it if it's full size, I like the new Mercedes. What Super Duty? Oh, I've Super Duty. I've said it before. I really like I the Super the, Duty, and I can't put I my finger on Duty, it because yes. it doesn't have the nicest interior. It doesn't have the nicest exterior. But I think whole as as a whole unit, nice I truck. like it a little better than the Ram. I like it a little better than the Duramax. Um, I don't know. I just wish I, I wish you could put the. Uh, I kind of like the Ford chassis. I like the Duramax engine. I like the Ram interior. Just we can put melt them all, all together. together. Yeah, yeah, really wood. Right. yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, so if people want to follow your exploits, what is the best channel for it? Because you're all over the map here, Kyle. Yeah, we found you in 50 places. I, I, I get, I'm not the best at posting, I'd say, but Instagram, my Instagram is I want to go fast 77. Um, that, I, and my Facebook is Kyle Segalin. I, I sometimes post on that, not too much. Yeah, or Will Spec. Whenever we, whenever the car's in the shop or we're going racing, Will Will Spec Garages. That's um, he's always with me, and we're hanging out. We're, and he's, he's he posts a lot. So. I, I find your Instagram funny because every single one starts the same way. Oh, oh, we're live. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, I'm live. As if he hadn't <laughs> had signal and he's just pushing the button forever on a hilltop in the middle of the desert. He's like, oh, we're live. Hey guys, it's been a while since we've been live. <laughs> well, way. I noticed I wasn't posting that much, and it's just I, I just don't. I don't know. I'm not. I just don't do it, but I like the live thing better because it just turns it on and here we go. Let's let's figure out. Let's see. Let you know what I'm doing. You're good on so your feet. Kind of it, it, your yeah. mullet freaking rules. I'm just saying. Keep that sucker alive. Yeah. Just, well, come on. I need I need help out here in the front lines. Get you one. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> no. If either of us could grow any hair, it certainly wouldn't be a mullet. No. I'd concentrate on a big bald spot in the back of my head first. <laughs> Kyle, we're gonna keep our eyes on your Instagram, and I and I'm we're dead serious about coming out and watching you at Johnson Valley. No, no, no. Practice. Coming out and helping him. I'll turn wrench to do all day long helping I'll, I'll even bring my, I'll bring my own 10 mils you know what I'm saying just a pocket so, full of 10 yeah. mils a pocket full of 10 so mils. here's the problem is I found out that that everybody lost a, a 10 mil lightning is the guy that took them he's well, got a pocket he has that 50 true? of them in his pocket yeah. I was gonna say that's where they all went yeah 10 mils. it's the only it's the only tool he has is a bunch of 10 millimeter sockets <laughs> I've got a magnet that's only uh, that only attracts 10 mils <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but seriously dude we, we cool. want to follow your progress and it's it's awesome to uh, to get to know you a little bit but um, let us know when you start working on the next generation and, and we want to follow your progress with King of the Hammers next year, all that stuff. So let's stay in touch. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, I want to th- thank you guys so much for having me on, man. I, I really appreciate it. It's super cool. Yeah, you got it. Awesome. We'll talk all to right. you soon. Thank you. All right, right on, guys. All right, Kyle. See, see, you. see you. Later. All right, well, that was pretty cool hearing about a bunch of uh, electric stuff that was way over my head. <laughs> that makes two of us. Hey, Holman, what do you say we get into some uh, reviews as found in the uh, Apple podcast app thing? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right. 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 Back at you, brother. Oh! 
Oh, I'm so bad at this. So close. <laughs> no, we mean so oh. close. You're awful. No, it was awesome. That was or uh, awful. It's close-ish. <laughs> not that. even. All right. Well, enough about that. Uh, hopefully, they're not reviewing me on uh, nailing that jingle. Uh, we've got one from uh, Dropped Focus. Says uh, five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Says uh, thanks for the great content and interview with Finnegan. Uh, we've got another one here from uh, G1965 Lightning. Lightning kills it as always. The other dude is cool too. Oh, having wow. DJ Omar Khan do the jingles for the show made it better. Uh, he actually spells jingle jungles. Oh, but uh, so I, I don't know if now, I. Can... When he says killed it, does that mean I'm I'm killing it as in like burying it or actually elevating it? Uh, Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. You tell us. Is Lightning killing it <laughs> by uh, doing well or destroying the show on a regular basis? Uh, you be the judge. I don't think I want to know. Uh, if you find out, can you not share it with me? Well, he did give us five stars, so I'm oh, going to yeah. go ahead and okay, say okay. It's, uh, it's the good one. So, five, five stars. stars. All right. That one from Truck Podcast Fan SJ says, The 50% Trucks Podcast. I just discovered this podcast this year and started on TSP in March. It is now May, and I'm all caught up. Wow. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my gosh. That's hundreds of hours. <laughs> I like how Literally the, hundreds yeah. of hours. I like how the sh- Yeah, I know. I was there for all of them. <laughs> uh, I like how the show is structured or not structured at all. Keeps it interesting. Uh, he's got a point. He says, now I'm now on a mission to get you to 1,000 five-star reviews so that I can come hang out and meet you guys. And that's uh, SJ, five-star, number one. And he says... Five stars. So that's that the deal. is that is badass. Because we dude. have uh, 877. We need more of you to go onto the Apple Podcast app and give us five stars. I'm telling you, COVID is starting to go away. We're we're loosening up restrictions. Masks uh-huh. are coming up. I think if we can get a thousand by the end of summer, we can do a official meetup. But in the meantime, we need SJ to go get a uh, hundred and thirty three. Yeah, iPhones. Right? Was that no? It's a hundred and seventy. Two hundred. Yeah, honest two hundred. Yeah. Go find two hundred phones. Just in the movie theater. Ask people. Just do our bidding for us. See if uh-huh. people are willing to toss in five stars. Hey, listen. If uh, if we can get a five star uh, a party together, we're going to do it. But we want to do it for a reason. We like to make it a thousand stars. Now that being said. Lightning and I have talked about if you follow us on our Instagram at Truck Show Podcast at LBC Lightning at Sean P. Holman, we are in the next few weeks planning on maybe doing like a meetup unofficially, but it's going to be hey, Lightning and I are going to be here in two hours and we're going to hang out. And whoever's local wants to show up, cool. So we're going to do it probably. At a brewery in Southern California. Yeah, so, in, in July or something like that. Unless you live in a western state and there's a southwest flight standing by, <laughs> it will probably be limited to a certain geographic area. Sure. But uh, we are going to do uh, a meetup. Yeah, we're going to do just something where we kind of happen to be for four hours drinking beer and you can come watch us. No, 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 not watch. Interact. Interact with us. I want to chat. I want right. to get inside the heads of our listeners. Well, that'd be weird. Uh, poor I don't mean them. physically. All right. I'm just saying it'd be- Because that's like, Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. No, you know that, what I'm saying? No, that, no that's weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, last uh, review from 3Edward7. Uh, uh, that's- oh, uh, I've seen that band. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's yeah, the 3Edward7? No, yeah. I don't think that's- No, 3Edward7. 3Edward7. Well, there's a TV show that's Chips, uh-huh. but that's 7 Mary. 7, seven Mary 3, yeah, which is also a right. band. Well, which is based on a band off that, not 3Edward. Right. Anyway, uh, great podcast. I listen to it while I'm driving for work. The insider knowledge that they provide is so interesting to listen to. I wonder if he's uh, 3 Edward 7 if uh, he happens to be in law enforcement. I don't know. What would it mean, 3 Edward 7? It means uh, 
Uh, let's see. What was it? Three Mary Seven? No, Seven Mary Three. What was it, Chips? I'm sure you could. Hold on. It's Seven Mary. Hold on. Hold on. Three and four. Hey, Siri, what does Seven Mary Three mean? Okay. I found this on the web for what does Seven Mary Three mean. Check it out. Seven Mary Three was the call sign for Officer John Baker, who right. was played by actor and four, Mary, whatever it and says. And four was uh, Eric Estrada for Pontrella. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's Mary stands for motorcycle unit or oh. motor. So three and four is three or four, but I don't know. Seven might be their precinct or their mm. area code. Not area code, like phone number, but the area code of the area they patrol. So seven, this district. Right. Mary for motorcycle, three and four. Unit three, unit four. Gotcha. So I don't know what Edward would be. Three, Edward, seven. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, maybe our law enforcement friends uh, can uh, can enlighten us on hook, that hook, hook a couple of brothers up with some knowledge. Yeah, there we go. Drop a knowledge bomb on us. Uh, anyway, says five, five stars. stars. So we appreciate all your five-star reviews. Currently sitting around uh, 877. We're looking for 1,000. Uh, going once, going twice. Uh, give me some. <laughs> And uh, listen, if we get to 1,000, we'll buy you a beer. Or many. Or, or many. Or, or a couple, because we, uh, we are going to be at a, at a brewery. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we'll be there before we hit 1,000. Oh, you think so? But you have to prove to us to sit at our table that you have given us five stars. Oh, yeah. We better get a big table, because I think we're going to have a few. All right. I know a guy who owns a brewery. Which the one guy shows up, he's like, I'll give you four. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. You're the up. only dude. No, you make him sit next door. Oh, yes, they go sit outside with no, the food truck? Just, just the table over. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that's good. All right, uh, let's get into our next guest, um, a, a family business uh, that I found online on Instagram. Super stoked on their product. And uh, I think they'll be pretty interesting uh, for our Truck Show podcast listeners. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So we're going to play the entrepreneur intro? <laughs> Do you think they're going to hate it? Yes. All right, let's get it. All right, let's dial. Hello. Hello, is this Ed Tansingo? It is. It is. It's Lightning and, and Omen Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? Great. Fantastic. Hey, I'm sure I botched your name. Can you pronounce your last name for me? No, that, that was uh, as good as I've ever heard it, I think. That's that's good for us because we usually botch everybody's name. Tanzinko. Yeah, Tanzinko. Tanzinko. Oh, so I had I had the uh, the accent just one syllable off, but I was close. But I said I said Tanzinko before we called. So you actually botched the correct version that I gave you. It's because you. I never believe you off air. <laughs> well, that's, that's why. That's true. That's exactly that's, what happens. That's actually true. So, Ed, before we can get it, we uh, before we can get to you, we have a quick jingle to play. Hold on one second. Okay. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Well, that's an interesting jingle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we figured, Ed, it would be appropriate because you are an entrepreneur. You and your, your wife are both clearly yeah. entrepreneurs. And you, you've got a day job. You're moonlighting. You're, you created something in your garage slash living room slash kitchen. And then I found them on Instagram, <laughs> right. of all places, and went, that's – so long story short, they make this product that I have actually doodled on a napkin before, much like this podcast when we were first uh, starting it. And I couldn't figure out how I wanted to do it, but I got sick and tired of my all my cargo in the back of my Jeep rolling around and banging up my door panels. So when I'm in city mode and I'm not carrying 8,000 pounds worth of crap in my backseat, uh, I could have nice door panels. So I thought about some soft like canvas or whatever. I usually shove pillows there or a, 
a, just a piece of fabric. I was or, wondering why you had pillows in your back seat. Well, that's why. I'm like, where's this guy camping out? No, no, I have extra pillows because <laughs> it keeps all my stuff from slamming into the side of my door panels. Right. And I'm I'm cruising I'm cruising Instagram one day, and I see this this company at you know it's uh, Thinskins, and it's showing a picture of a form fitted. You know, ABS plastic cover that snaps over your door panel and does exactly what I've been dreaming of, but not smart enough to solve the problem for the past ten years. You failed yes. because he beat you to it on the on the. I didn't know I did fail because I reached out to them and said, "This is brilliant. Can I help you promote it?" And then, can I have one? And they said yes. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. So uh, you guys have been uh, have been great to uh, to deal with. I, I reached out, total cold call. And said, "Hey, I uh, I work for uh, this little automotive company. You may have heard of it called Motor Trend, <laughs> and uh, I have a JL, and I do a ton of overlanding. And you've got this great product, and I'm interested. And so they said, "Hey, we're in development. We'll let you know as soon as we've got some uh, production versions." And they sent me out uh, both versions of this cool door panel uh, protector, and I've put about a uh, about three thousand miles about. Close to a thousand off road with them on my rear door panels in the past two months, and they've been oh. awesome. It's really amazing to hear. You know, uh, it's always nerve wracking when you're putting well, you're, you're putting yourself out there uh, through your product, and uh, it's it's really reassuring to, uh, to to get great feedback. You know, well the uh, the product is great. Uh, you guys are starting with the JL, and of course the JT Gladiator, the uh, the rear uh, seat covers or the rear door panel covers, and you're working on Toyota Tacoma next, so the Toyota guys won't yep. have to wait very long. And essentially, you just snap them over, and I did a quick video on Instagram, and they work awesome. So I kind of want to talk about how did you guys come to the realization that this was a problem, and then what made you decide, or what was in your background where you said, no, we know how to solve this, we we can make this product. And when you say you guys, it was him and his wife, Romina. Right. Hi, guys. This is Romina. Hey! Hey, Oh, a lovely voice on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, she's been here all along. Hello. (laughs) All right, we're tapping her in now. So maybe let's have have Romina uh, give some backstory to Ed's career in previous life. So one has to describe the other like the dating game. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're looking at each other, so I don't know if it's going to be the same. Well, Ed has a background in industrial design, so what... Basically, he creates products. That's that's his forte. He sees a problem, and then his brain will go into gear and mode and start creating solutions for that problem. So in our case, we have our dog, Bella. Bella loves to hang out of the window whenever we're driving around. But because we like to keep our things um, new, it never liked Bella hanging out of the window because her paws were going to destroy the leather on the panel. So Ed is like, well, I have to come up with a solution. So we started looking around. We looked at different products and none of the products were good. They were uh, they weren't form fitting or they were scratched the windows, et cetera, et cetera. So with his background, he started designing something that will perfectly match. It will be form fitting to the actual vehicle, to the panels. And yeah, that's kind of how we came up with it. We didn't know what what we were going to end up with. You know, basically, we ended up. Excuse me. We started with the problem, and um, that was trying to keep the uh, the, the door panels intact. Because uh, as you know, we we were doing other things before uh, the pin skins, um, which just actually launched uh, this month. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we were going to trade shows and seminars, and uh, we were carrying all our gear. Uh, so. 
show stuff and also inventory and you know like through through all that um we were getting our doors scuffed plus of course uh bella and uh, we had another dog previously that was uh, also really keen on hanging out the window we, we were just trying to limit the damage to to um to the doors there were other things out there we actually bought uh, some other products, but we, we thought that maybe we could come up with something a little bit better. And uh, my background is in uh, design and manufacturing. And um, what I've been doing for the last uh, 10 years is uh, in vacuum forming or thermal forming. That kind of uh, developed into this product. And I said, hey, you know, like, can we make something that that's more hard shell? Kind of like know? luggage like hard shell luggage more durable than a luggage that right. you can yeah, take an airplane and toss around now had you had you thought of other pro i mean you were doing the uh that that type of molding there's also roto molding there's all these other plastic molding processes obviously you, you had an advantage because of what you're doing for your day job is that right. so that's just the first thing you tried and it just happened to work out or did you explore other you know methods of of molding these plastics uh, yeah, we, we looked at other things. Of course, uh, injection molding would have been amazing uh, because then you can get really, really precise with the fit and also with the uh, the finishing and maintaining the wall thickness uh, throughout the entire product. But um, that turned out to be cost prohibitive. Yeah, and, the, it, uh, and that's because the molds are so expensive. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Correct. You got to you got to invest in the molds. And if you guys are Obviously, looking at different, um, you know, SKUs, whether you it's a, a Jeep or a Toyota, I'm sure I, I've already seen the comments on your Instagram where people are clamoring already for a bunch of different applications. And I'm sure you guys are going, whoa, yeah. guys, hold on, we just started. I, I'm curious, did it did it surprise you guys that WeatherTech, and I'm sorry to throw that name out there, but that's, they're the giant, right? They're doing all the math stuff. Yeah. Did it surprise you that they didn't have a solution? Well, yeah. Um, you know, like... Uh, when when we started with this, we um, I don't know that we really intended to uh, market something um, at, at first, but you know, like obviously early on, we thought that hey, if we could do this for ourselves, maybe other people will appreciate it too, right? Because this is a problem that uh, we thought that that other people might have as well, and and, and maybe come up with a, a better solution than what's out there so uh what we actually looked at was um you know like when, whenever you look at something on online before buying uh the weather tech uh we actually bought something like the weather tech uh door guards which is uh, just it's a it's a piece of fabric and um it, it's held on to the door panel with ta plastic tabs that you insert into the seal and so we looked at uh, some of the reviews and they were good for the most part, but uh, some of the complaints were that uh, people were afraid of uh, scratching the window because you had to insert it into the uh, Like that the window seat. channel? Yeah, yeah. And, and they're not really big enough. I, I think the thing that I really appreciated about your product is because it covers the whole upper two-thirds of your door panel is that, um, and they snap on too. There, there's not, you know, the entire door panel is covered. So Holman, I, when when you, sorry to interrupt. When you say snap on, describe. They're not using like snaps no, like no, no. on it's your a, buttons. It's so like it's shirt. so form fitted. What they do is the panels wrap around the top of the door panel to the window channel, 
and there's a small, like, let's say a quarter inch little lip on the edge that hooks on the side. And then they use, you know how when you go to pull your armrest closed, you know, mm-hmm. that's the door handle. There's that little indentation for your fingers. Mm-hmm. They have a little cup built into their door panels oh, that lock it into place. Gotcha. And you can hear an audible snap when everything locks into place because they're form-fitted, especially on the JL and the JT. There are seams in the door, and the panel locks into all those seams. And so it literally doesn't move. And what they do is they put like a... Uh, a padded, you know, foam on the back of it, so it's not sitting directly on your door panel, and it's it, not it rattling a little bit, right? Not going to scuff over time. I, literally, almost a thousand miles off road since they sent me a, a, a set of them. Not one issue, not one noise or anything like that. And the other thing is, when you go and pull them off, there's a lot less dust on your door panels. Way easier to clean off after a trip. And I had a box do a load shift and slam into my door. And then rub against it for a while. And you thought, great. And I'm like, it's oh, over. there it is. And I opened it up, and there's a scuff on the thin skins. Nothing made it through the door. Door panel totally fine. And that's exactly the reason that I was interested in these. My dad now go on a trip and be in the same spot for four days, and we've literally got the Jeep filled up to the roof. Or I may be going on an overlanding trip where I'm a, a, a little more um, judicious, if you will, about my adult Tetris and how I pack. Um, but you still get those load shifts, or you still have the odd shaped items like. You know, whether it's the ladder from my rooftop tent falls over against the door panel or, or maybe it's my tool bag slides over and there's a screwdriver poking out of it or whatever the case. Maybe the cooler slides and that cooler handle's rubbing on your door. Now you just don't even worry about it. It's so nice to open the door and you don't have a pillow falling out in the dirt and you don't have a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just, it's great. <laughs> they laugh because they've been there. They've no, I, it, right? I know. And there's a lot of us out there who have nice vehicles. We right. like to keep them nice. I don't, you know, I still drive my vehicle in the city when I'm not out camping or overlanding or whatever. And so I want it to be, you know, I want it to look nice. I don't want to take my family for a drive and they go, man, this thing's tore the hell up inside. Yeah. So, so many right. questions. One of which is, have you filed for a patent on it? Yes. Ooh. Yes, we have. Um, so this brings us back to WeatherTech because I hope that they offer you like a billion dollars or something at some point <laughs> in the future. And then you can take us out for beers and go, this is, you know, you guys helped us get there to this big sale. Google bought us or, you know, something crazy, right? <laughs> Uh, That would be something. What is the future for these applications? We talked about the Toyota market, obviously huge. And then do you get into Rams? Do you get into Fords? Things like that? Yeah. um, We actually have a um, a sign-up sheet on our website. uh, Vehicle request forms for different people that want. I want my JKU. I want the... Oh, yeah. um, My my JK friends are like... Do, do they do they make those for the JK? I'm like, not yet. Whoa. Slow your, slow are, your roll. You guys also make a couple of different versions, and um, one of them has the door handle accessible, and one of them has the door handle covered. And at first I thought, well, why would you do that? And then I realized, oh, I don't need the back seat. And then I've got a friend who uh, wants to protect the door panels from his kids, and so he needs the door handle in the back seat. I went, all right, well, that's smart. Originally, we had... Um just the one model. Uh, we 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 call them the Pro and the Access. No. Now we do. <laughs> uh, but the original model was just the Pro, uh, and that has the uh, the the handle covered, um, the 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 lock and the handle. And um, we thought that hey, you know, if we're going to protect the panel, let's let's do it right and just uh, protect the whole thing. But then when we started showing our first videos saying hey how, what do you guys think of this uh to friends and family uh just this was like 
Here when was that? Maybe October of 2020. People were asking, uh, well, how do you get out? How do you open the door? <laughs> we were explaining to them that, uh, well, you know, this is really for cargo when, mode. When, when, yes. When you want to cargo or pets. Again, most people don't don't tend to carry passengers. Like there's not a lot of people that carry passengers in the backseat. It's mostly cargo. And that's what's gonna going to damage the panels, your cargo, your pet. Right. And think and, Yeah, you think that, if you're gonna be using them, it's because you have something damaging in the back seat. Right. Yes. Uh, so and, likely and, it's not gonna be, you know, a person. Likely. Right. Unless you have a three year old right. like I do who's crazy. Or me, if I'm sitting in the back <laughs> or seat. Or if lightning's in your back seat. Yeah. <laughs> But then that's why we really focused on um, removing the, the skins very easily, you know. So if somebody wanted to do a quick car wash or uh, somebody had uh, an uh, unexpected passenger, they could remove the skin in uh, seconds and put it in the back or, you know, like uh, store it somewhere else. So we, we thought that um, the, the people who were asking um, how, how they would get out would probably be would probably have a certain lifestyle, you know, maybe they might have kids uh, that are old enough to let themselves out and they, they don't want to have to open the doors for them. Like single guys w- without kids or pets were, were asking us the same question. How do you get out? So, so <laughs> Well, you know what those guys are doing in the back seats. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the unspeakable. We can't, uh, not on this show. Oh, we're stuck. Yeah, a, lot show. Of, a, lot, a lot more happens in the back seat, right? <laughs> and more, but, more, more uh, than you think. And and listen, if it's uh, if it's leased, you don't want anything on the door panel that shouldn't be there. So right. this protects the whole thing. <laughs> easy, easy wipe down. Very, uh, very easy. Oh, clean. come on. No, the dust. Dog slobber. Dog slobber. Dog slobber. Exactly. Dog slobber. Yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, we said, Hey, you know, why don't we try, um, both, both right. Both model, model. And so like, who knows where that could go? I, I don't know. Maybe at some point there's going to be an interest, uh, from maybe Uber drivers, uh, possibly. I can see that. that. Wait, wait, to lock their passengers in to get a higher rate. <laughs> no, no, no. They're talking about the access model. Oh, the, yeah, oh, the access yeah, not the pro. Not oh, the pro. I see. The yeah. pro. They yeah. was like, yeah. we're going to San Diego. No, I just want to go around the block. It's 100 miles to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I need the fare. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Click. You see the you see the plungers no, no, drop no, no, and no, he's locked listen, in? Listen, lighting, lighting. <laughs> this product just came out. Let's oh. not seed the world with evil uses for it yet. Oh, I see. Let it just happen organically. So give them 30 days and, yeah, then, and then, uh, then we can do it? Yeah. <laughs> so how has the response been so far? Because I've been kind of, you know, following you guys for maybe the last six months plus on, on Instagram. And it seems like all the posts are really positive. And when you guys launch the the actual product, there's a lot of interest. So I'm wondering if that's resulting into sales for you guys and if you're excited about the prospects now that the product's out there and available. We're very excited about the prospects. Um, the The sales haven't developed yet as, as far as... Uh, oh, wait. We, we, we are getting there. Well, that's uh, until this show. Holman, that's right. That's We're going to blow it show. up. Thin Skins. Is it thinskins.com? Yeah, it's at uh, thinskinswithaz.com okay. or at thin.skins with a Z on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. We've actually had some challenges with uh, uh, Instagram. I, I, don't know Instagram. I, yeah, I don't know if I can talk about this here, but... Uh, yeah, uh, it, well, Thin Skins sounds like uh, an adult uh, a, a device, what? right? What is, wrong, what is wrong with you, like? No, what I'm saying is that's is that the issue you ran into? <laughs> I, we don't know. We don't know yet why we've been um, restricted as far as advertisement and whatnot. We've been restricted for three weeks. We launched four weeks ago, and out of those three weeks, we were restricted for three. So 
We well, don't know if it's because of the name or what has been the reason why they restricted our well, ad account. Yeah, first. First, it was uh, our, our identity. They wanted yeah. to verify our identity. Maybe they have uh, some stock in a door panel manufacturer, and they're really angry that <laughs> you guys, so. I mean, big door panel has uh, gotten in the way of you protecting these because then they can't sell extra door panels later. No, I mean, it, Facebook is uh, is a moving target. They're constantly changing their algorithm. They don't for, even know for, what's in their for algorithm. Exa- for example, we just, we've got a ton of stuff in my work where we had a bunch of uh, ads flagged because we had a little sticker. And it just with the with a logo in it, and you're not allowed to have text in product photos, and so they flag them, they reject them, say denied, and resubmit it. Oh. If you have any text in the photo fo- in a in a pure product photo, but there have also uh, we have a, a a device that is a tuner for vehicle that it's named after a handgun. Well, they don't like that because it's named after a handgun. And we're like, but right. it's not a handgun. Like if you just right. did a, a scan with your scanner, listen, you know, kids. If if you pull anything out of this this conversation, it's that being an entrepreneur is hard. It is tough, and it. I'm I'm always amazed at at people who put themselves out there and say, I got an idea, I'm going to do it, and they leave the security of whatever their regular job might be. Well, he hasn't done go, that yet. But but she has. Okay. Are, are, Romina, aren't you working full-time for the company now? Yes, yes, I yeah. have been. Oh, nice. So, I mean, that's huge. Leap, leap of faith right there. <laughs> that's right. And, and so can I ask your business model, is it going to be direct to consumer? Are you going to go through distribution? Are you going to – can we – will we buy it in, uh, you know, in four-wheel parts, you know, or off-road warehouse, something like that? Or what's the plan there? Uh, well, you know, with the uh... – with the success that we had early on with reaching out to uh, direct to consumers, uh, we, we thought that that'd be the way to go. Um, you know, like we, we can interact and a- answer questions and really represent uh, our, our product and uh, our company, I thought, much better if uh, if we could reach the, the customer ourselves. Yeah, if I may add also in, in Instagram, we've had great feedback i mean the the jeep community has welcomed us um and they they are amazing they're supporting us all since the beginning since we launched four weeks ago they've been super supportive um a few people that actually um got gotten their product and right away they are doing unboxing videos you're doing reviews (laughs) posts and videos they are super excited so we we really like doing the direct consumer market i think it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun especially in the jeep community so, yeah, I, I think, think you get probably... to know your customer a little bit better, at least in the in the beginning. You have an idea of who's purchasing the product, how they're using it, mm-hmm. a little more direct feedback. I said, those are all the things that when you're starting a business is, are real valuable data points to kind of figure out you know, where you go from here. But um, it's been a pleasure to uh, get to know you guys a little bit, and I'm loving the product, and I've got many more trips, so I'll, I'll keep posting uh, updates. But if you uh, want to check out Thin Skins, it's thinskins.com with a Z. Uh, on the regular old website, and, and, then, and again, Holman, what are the the fitment that we have currently right now? So the uh, the fitment that they have right now is for the uh, Wrangler JL and the Gladiator G- JT rear doors, and Tacoma is coming next. Okay, so uh, all you Tacoma guys, hang out because that's coming. And then, can I ask a dumb question? Is there any year change like from Tacoma to Tacoma? Are they all okay. the same fitment? Meaning, no, there's generation changes. Yeah. Do, okay, any idea, guys, what generation we can expect first on the Tacoma side? Uh, the current generation. This, okay. this is the fifth, right? I believe it's the fifth. Gotcha. So, so yeah, so so current generation Tacoma, uh, and then of course you guys can check them out. Thin skins on Facebook and uh, on Instagram. Thin dot skins with a Z. Um, these are really a great product, and uh, I, I'm excited about them. Solved a huge problem for me 
and uh, I, I hope uh, some of our listeners will uh, will check it out and uh, and and buy some from you. I think that's the goal. <laughs> that, is the, that is the goal. <laughs> yes, I'd like to see uh, small exactly. family businesses succeed, and you know, we we'll love uh, if you guys have more. Uh, um, when you figure out what your next applications are, let us know. We'll we'll be happy to uh, share it out ourselves. Awesome. Really appreciate the support, guys, and especially Sean. You know, you've you've been. Uh, they won literally. Yeah, since, since, uh, <laughs> November was uh, when when we first uh, yeah. got in contact, and it's just been amazing. I'm like, I need this, and then I didn't hear from them for a while. And I went, well, they probably don't want anything to do no, with the, no. the cold call, dude. And then uh, they, they just looked at your Instagram and your Facebook. And went, like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't want this guy promoting it. And uh, and then all of a sudden they said, hey, we've got a box coming to your house, and uh, and there there they were. And nice. so I've been. Uh, Thoroughly enjoying them. Again, I, I I have no skin in the game at this company. I've only oh, known- Oh, you the, see what you did there? You like that? Skin yeah, right, in the right, game, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I uh, am not getting paid for this endorsement. It's just a product that I was really excited about, really like uh, you know these guys and the, the family business aspect, the entrepreneurial aspect of it, and it's a great product, so I just like to support small business. Uh, and they're local. They're here in Orange County. Yeah. Um, so it's it's great from all, all sides there. But um, check them out. I think if you guys- Either have a Tacoma or a, a JT or a JL. I think you'll be really impressed if you're trying to keep the inside of your, your Jeep or your Toyota truck nice. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. And uh, best of luck, and we'll be checking in with you soon. And congratulations. Thank you. All right, guys. Talk have to you guys. One. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, let's read some emails. You email? Yeah. What you got over there, Holman? Am I going first or are you going first? You got that. Is this going to be like the last episode where every single email that I read is hate towards uh, towards me? It wasn't every single email. You had like two people that were all for you. I did? More than usual, yeah. yeah. Mm. You want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Lightning's Truck from uh, Trucker Jones. What up, Lightning and Holman? At first, I thought Holman was being hard on Lightning. A regular Cab Coyote-powered base truck would have been really cool. However, what he explained made a lot of sense about having a little diversity in your fleet. If you start with a base model, you can always upgrade a little at a time and end up with exactly what you want in the long run. Thanks for the shows, and keep your parameters mounted. Mounted parameters! That's from Trucker Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, Holman uh, is uh, often offers... Uh, good, sensible advice, but I choose not to accept it and just do uh, the unsensible thing. Wait, why? Just because it's more fun, piss you off. It doesn't piss me off. It's zero effect in my life. Oh, okay. I don't have a horse in that race. Yeah, just, uh, you know what? I, I'm, uh, you know you know what it is for me, Holman? What? Is that when you, you're a flannel guy, right? Not you, but let's say you're a flannel guy. I know. You're a lot of flannels. The, and you go in the store yeah. and you buy the flannel. You buy another flannel, right? You just right. keep looking at flannels. And your wife is like, you own 80 flannels. What are you doing? I, I keep doing that with lowered vehicles. I don't. I, it's an affliction. I, I don't know what's what's causing it. I thought it was flannel. Now it's affliction jeans. <laughs> no, I hate affliction. No, those bedazzled jeans. Yeah. God, it's crazy. They're still alive in Vegas, and in the South. They're down the street. They're Guys, from, stop. They realize it. that their headquarters is right. I, here. And I, I and I. You know what? Well, I, I I double burn them every time I drive by. So what's up with you guys? Don't you understand that everyone? In the rest of the country, clowns you if you're wearing affliction jeans. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're wearing afflictions, shut us off. 
<laughs> just think, shut us off. I don't think what they're wearing has any bearing. It on. absolutely does. No. We are not okay with that. I mean, I wouldn't. We're wear not them. down with affliction. Right, but that doesn't mean that somebody else might not want to wear affliction. Are we okay with Ed Hardy? Because I don't think we're cool with Ed Hardy. No, I mean, Ed Hardy's not my buddy or anything. No, I don't mean the dude, the dead dude, Ed Hardy. I'm talking about the licensed brand brand that's been through 85, you know, investment bankers. Stop it. Well, Uh, I know you agree with me. You just don't want to say it. No, no. I I hate affliction jeans. They're not, that's not my jam. Right. I don't even like uh, Levi's anymore. I won't wear them. Because they hate all the hobbies that I love, and they refuse to support it. So, well, it's wait, hard no, to... no, no, I don't understand. What do you mean? I'm yeah, not aware of this. They, Levi's is one of those companies that's gone to uh, to the... green. No, I just they don't support the hobbies. I'll leave it at that. No, don't leave it at that. I'm I'm really serious. I'd like to know what you're talking about. I'm not aware of a jean company, a denim company, not supporting what overlanding, off roading. Gun-toting Americans? What have they turned against Yeah, it's just one of those things where a few years ago, the Levi Strauss CEO took a side on gun control. And uh, it's one of those things where companies, I feel like, shouldn't get political because you alienate half your base. And so I'm not, you know, I don't want to give money to a company that is, uh, you know, decides to be political and, and go against the things that I love. That's all? No, I mean, I respect that decision. I just didn't so know I what ta- you were referring to. I tossed all my... Uh, Tossed all my Levi stuff away and uh, said, Screw "Did you really?" You guys. Yep. That's not just figure speech. You actually I don't wear Levi's jeans. Look at my jeans. These are not Levi's. Yeah. What are those, by the way? Are those uh, these uh, seven are, for all mankind? Where are they? These are five elevens. Five elevens. Oh yeah, tactical I like them stuff. Because they have uh, the extra little magazine pouch for when you're CCWing. Ah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I don't uh, don't don't partake in the Levi's. Hmm. All right, got one here from uh, John Gregg. It says, uh, hi, Holman and Lightning, and this is the right way to say it. Nope, not Lightning and Holman says so on the Truck Show podcast t-shirt. Apparently, he doesn't agree. He says, "Uh, I thought I'd chime in on the truck Lightning should buy. I have the same problem as Lightning. I'm the guy that drives a Nissan Murano and identifies as a truck trade-in. So we, uh, he's written us before. So still haven't bought a truck because, uh, well, one, I don't want to finance negative equity, and two, as follows, don't want a $1,000 a month payment. One week, one of Silverado 1500 regular caps. I'm holding out for them to make a short bet again, which, by the way, you can get in the uh, Middle East. Next week, I want a Trail Boss double cab. Then there are any number of GMC 1500s I could buy. Then a gas 2500 custom crew cab, short bed 4x4 Silverado, something I can see <laughs> driving, except the 6.6 sucks. No, so. hey, I, this, is my, this is my peeps right here. Then there's I just, those uh, Colorado trucks, and yeah. the new Frontier actually uh, also comes to mind. So what to do? I want to keep this truck years as in pay it off and keep driving it, which means I better figure out which truck is best for me. I drive 25,000 miles a year, so a truck has to last 125,000 miles before it's paid off. I'm going to use it mainly for driving to work and really don't need a back seat, but the added space would be nice on smaller trucks that are all extended cabs. Needs uh, to be able to tow four to 6,000 pounds, more as uh, just in case. Five-foot bed is okay, but you know can still work. Six or six-five would be better. Great fuel mileage would be great, but not going for diesel because of noise, added cost and maintenance, etc. Plus, I drive and sleep in a Freightliner 5,500 miles a week. So, I would prefer a manual. So, Jeep or Toyota. Well, the Toyota is old and odd for me because of the driving position, so it's out. As of right now, I'm waiting a bit longer, but plan to order 2022 Jeep Gladiator Willys. It's best looking for a Gladiator at the price, and it isn't over the top. So, Lightning, it's able to go off-road with Holman, has all kinds of aftermarket parts, won't look good lowered, can carry your wife and kids, and you can leave it stock and be a daily driver that can go do everyday life things without having to worry about where you park it, plus it's easier to park than full-size, plus the stuff-size block door dings. 
Just my thoughts. And next up, a T-shirt off the website, as long as I can find them on the site. That would be, uh, I believe, store.motortrend.com. <laughs> it's a little hard. And you can find the uh, find the Truck Show Podcast shirt for purchase. Uh, because I know as soon as you guys think of food, there's no chance in hell of getting one for free, even if you wanted to send one. Side note, I got the daughter's friend, that, that's a boy, to listen to the show. Made her so happy. Mission accomplished. Thanks, guys. So uh, five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And that other one you do. I, I know it, but lunch is ready. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> And uh, that comes from John Gregg. So, John, appreciate uh, the insight that you've bestowed on my man Lightning here. Uh, except for the part where he said uh, it's nice to drive around stock, and that's that's a violation of everything I believe in. I can't drive a stock vehicle. So uh, it will be modded before it gets home from the dealership, whatever it is. Hard body for sale, subject line from uh, Jeremy Montez. Hey, guys, I'm a little far behind on podcast due to my recent deployment in the Coast Guard. So thank you for serving. But I found this hard body ad in my local Facebook marketplace in Pensacola, Florida. And it's a long URL, but it links to a 1986 and a half hard body 4x4 SE, 5-speed, 275,000 miles. Uh, but it's got new everything. There's a long list of everything, including a sunroof, by the way. Uh, AC works great, blah, blah, blah. So, Holman, do we need a... Are we still looking for a hard body for yes. the Nissan Heritage we Museum? Need a, ideally, a 4 by 4 hard body manual transmission would be perfect. Okay. But we want fairly low miles and uh, great condition, something that... Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be new by any means. It doesn't well, have this to be... is 275 miles. Yeah, my, 200, thousand, sorry. Yeah, thousand, thousand miles. Right. That's uh, 200,000 miles. Than right. More than they more want. Than we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen, we do appreciate it. Uh, Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. If you find that rare gem of a Nissan hard body, forward it to us yeah, so we... we can send it to our friends at Nissan exactly. so they can fill the Heritage Museum with said hard body. Yep. I uh, got one here. Uh, this is from Dennis. Brandon Netty says, uh, Gail said number three, part two, JLTV. Uh, this is a little bit of a long one, but I think it's worth the read. It says, good morning. I want to start off with saying I love the podcast and the stuff with Gail has been great and got me thinking about some things I'd love to hear some in-depth info from Gail on the subject, and that would be the JLTV program, specifically on the 866T and the engine development for the program and the vehicle as a whole. I have an admittedly mild obsession with the truck and the Duramax, LOL, and I find it incredibly interesting that Gail Banks was involved. I understand that various parts of this program remain classified, and obviously it's a military vehicle with limited civilian driving time outside of Oshkosh. I actually recently requested some driving time from Oshkosh, as silly as that sounds, but I figured the worst response back would be a no, which was pretty much what I was told. But I thought I might as well give it a shot and ask anyway, considering a few open sources, Top Gear, Motor Trend, Popular Mechanics, name a few, have been given the opportunity. I'm just a regular guy, ex-Army, thank you for your service. I would not be producing content. I don't work for any magazine or online blog or anything along those lines. It would just have been me out of curiosity and interested in having served in the military with a fair amount of experience on Oshkosh Trucks, the MATV. Mm. Uh, I'll try and keep this email fairly short. Some background information on myself. I served in the Army from 05 to 12 as an infantryman, and I'm a veteran of the GWOT. I've deployed to Iraq twice, to Afghanistan once, serving in both mechanized and light infantry formations. While in Iraq for my first two deployments, the M2 Bradley Infantry Fighting Vehicle and the M1114, M1151, HMMWV, Hummer, made the bulk of my battalion company's fleet while conducting combat operations. On my third deployment to Afghanistan, uh, I was lucky enough to get plenty of experience on the Oshkosh MATV. I've gained a genuine appreciation for this vehicle. I've run full-up MATVs 
in the open spaces of Kandahar province across the river during deliberate fording over hard-packed rat lines and routes, the consistency of talcum powder in wades and rolling hills all the way down to the pack border. Much of our AO did not allow the use of vehicles, not even light ATVs in some cases. Most operations had to be conducted dismounted. However, when and where we could, the MATV was there and showed up. I can wholeheartedly report and credit the Oshkosh MATV to the mission and operational success, and in my opinion, a lesser vehicle or the M111451 may not have made it past or would have greatly struggled at it at the very least. No vehicle is perfect, and the MATV is no exception to this rule. However, Oshkosh vehicles are pretty robust in my experience. There just isn't anything subtle about it. From an enemy perspective, size and noise are considerable, but I did leave that deployment with a healthy respect for the truck. The JLTV does appear, from what I've seen, to be an improvement in many respects all around, and from what I can tell, will increase soldier-marine survivability in a way we could have used during the early years of the war. Having almost obsessively followed the JLTV development after getting out of the Army, thinking back to Iraq and Afghanistan, how much a vehicle like the JLTV would have been appreciated then and there. So basically a long-ass email to see what, at this point, banks could share, bearing OPSEC, of course, operational security, uh, I really appreciate the nerdy level of technical information that Gail gets into when talking. Unfortunately, not as much information is available open source outside as I would like to see other than what's commonly found online. I've tried to talk with as many soldier Marines as I can and get some firsthand info. And that's respectively Dennis uh, Grandinetti. So, Dennis, appreciate your email. I don't know. Do you think Gail would want to do a, like a shorter thing, just talking about the development of the engine itself, maybe not go too far into JLTV? Or is that off, uh, the, off limits? I think... The issue is that he can tell a really fascinating story about winning the contract and all the trials and tribulations um, and, and, and really putting him in, himself into a hole financially trying to win this contract. And it's a really, really powerful story. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts um, and the proprietary nature of the engine, he's not going to be able to share much. Right. I, I know that because it's a not fact. just an off-the-shelf Duramax; it's a Gale Banks Duramax with Gale Banks engineered parts on it. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize this is that, and, and he's discussed this in the past. But if you're new to the show, is that Banks designed parts go onto the engine at the Duramax plant in Moraine, Ohio. These are not the engines are partially assembled on the line with our bank's parts, I should say, on them. Then, because they can't divert for final assembly, they have to keep them going down the line because they're making pickup truck engines. A couple hundred a week gets sent to Azusa, California, to our manufacturing plant, which is across the street from where I work. And Holman, you've been in there. Oh, yeah. And there's 300-plus brand new, at this time right now, 2022 Duramax L5P engines uh, dressed with various banks parts they go through final assembly new parts get put on a dyno and the valve covers say gale banks on them they absolutely it says it says banks d866 t engine during uh so diesel 8.6 liter um turbo turbo engine yep and then they get uh signed by it's like kind of like a mercedes amg where it's one man one engine they get signed off on so they're fully traceable who did what to what engine they get sent to uh oshkosh wisconsin and dropped in the jltv if you are ever in southern california i'm talking now to our listener if you're ever in southern california hit me up and i'll give you a tour of the plant at which point we can show you what they look like. Gail can tell you some stuff off the record, but uh, obviously no photographs. But you're welcome to come by. I give a, a tour a week, non-COVID times. There you go. Subject line is a Haggerty article, diesel soot drama, except the culprits are now modern GDI engines. 
Interesting from uh, from Ray. So we've talked about this before about how the next vehicles with particulate filters are going to be gas direct injected turbo engines. Yep, and from what we hear, it's happening in, in Europe. Europe. Yeah, yeah, which freaks people out over here when they say like, there's no way you'll never have a DPF on a gas engine. Yep. Well, it's it's possible. It's a Haggerty article, albeit in an MSN wrapper from a uh, from the stock Windows 10 News app, and it's a link. But he says, I know you guys already know this, but not a lot of people do, especially uh, the pious small car owners who think they are virtuous for driving their green weenie mobiles, while those of us in modern diesel pickups are Neanderthals. But the joke is on the pious ones, at least as far as cancer-causing soot is concerned. My 2020 Ram 1500 Eco Diesel emits less soot than their BMW slash Honda slash Kia slash whatever Ray. Um, that is true. And, you know, we were talking about emissions and the slippery slope, and you guys think it's not coming to gas, but uh, it's knocking on the door. So, you know, pay attention to what the diesel guys are going through because uh, it's uh, possible it could come uh, your way as well. All right, got one last one here from uh, Jordan Jackson. It says, Jingle Help? Hey, fellas, been listening. Wait, wait, wait. Is this going to be an insult to our uh, jingles? I don't know. Okay. I'll read it here and we'll see. Hey, fellas, been listening since the first episode and love what you do. My truck is a 360 swap square Dakota with some upgrades, getting those smiles per gallon. I'm also a musician, recording engineer, and producer. If you have the need for a new jingle for your show, I'd be happy to donate one for the cause. Just let me know what you want. Keep up the good work and uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy! P.S. Left my five-star review a long time ago. Thanks. Jordan Jackson. Uh, we do, yes. We need a jingle. What is the one we've been talking about that we haven't done yet? Uh, we The latest one that we haven't played on the air yet is uh, about uh, garage builds, right? What do you What do you got going on in your garage? So that we can we can check that off the list. We also have a truck tails and fails. Mm-hmm, we should a yeah. uh, little preview here. How about this? Okay. Truck tails, truck tails and fails. That's all you get. All right, that's all you get. And one that I'm particularly fond of called Deep Dive. Now, this is where Holman is, we talked about this for months and months and months off air, where Holman is going to do some research and do a really deep dive into one particular, well, I think it started out as a vehicle. Well, yeah, I think we were talking about, do we do a deep dive into a particular vehicle platform? Or maybe maybe a genre, something like that. Or maybe when we have somebody on who's a technical expert in one particular thing, like a shock, Mm -hmm. uh, where we go really nerdy, Uh, this is the uh, the jingle we plan to play. Just give them a taste. Prepare to dive. Prepare to dive. Hi, Captain. (laughs) Captain, we're too deep. There's no such thing. And that's we'll all leave, we'll yeah, that. Oh, that was a great tease. We'll that. <laughs> um, well, you know, and it's funny because we have a whole bunch of jingles that we haven't played. Uh, the what's in your garage one? Did we do that one? No. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about like your project truck one. Yeah. We need a we listen, Jordan, if you're interested in doing something that revolves around the project truck uh in your garage. Something about like your build, or we're thinking about we need a jingle for the the average guy. That is uh, building something and doesn't really fit any of the other 57 jingles we have. So anyway, if you want to uh, take a crack at that one, uh, have some fun. And uh, if it's goofy and we like it, we uh, may just use it for free. Mm-hmm. It, has if, to, it has to check both boxes, goofy and we like it. And the third one. And free. Free. Right. <laughs> All three boxes, exactly. Well, uh, I think uh, that was a pretty good show, no? No. No, it wasn't. Okay, well, on that note. I think it was just, just below average for us. That was it was solid. That was good. Some good uh, well, our guests were good, and like normal, we were average. Eh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate you stopping us. 
Some of the music for us to get that in there. What'd you say? <laughs> exactly. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. Do you think people still sing along with the outro as well? Or do you think they went, oh, no, no, because it's over? Or, oh, no, no, because what they listen to? No, I think that they hear this jingle and they're out. Us too. <laughs> As you can tell, I get to play with the, uh, the yeah. sound effect. The what, what Lightning's you, computer took a crap. Yeah, you guys don't know this, but uh, I use my laptop for all the sound effects, and uh, the graphics card went out, so all I see is this white hash. And it's not backed up, so half the things on there are not on my computer or on the cloud or on yeah. the hard drive. No, I, I have them all. Yeah, right, just, you don't have them all in the studio. No, not in them. the studio, right. So uh, Holman's been standing in for me uh, on the sound effects front. Uh, doing an okay job. Not great, but okay. I mean, it's your first go at it, so I'll cut you some slack. I just feel like uh, we haven't played a lot of these jingles, and the ones you do have here, there's some gems, some real gems in here. Well, I think at some point we um, we have a jingle off. Yeah, right? no, we know. Oh. Is that where we vote off the crappiest yeah. jingle that yeah. we haven't used in a while? Yeah, that's what we do. We only have 30 slots, and so 20 of them have to go by the wayside? Nah, I don't. I, they're all children to me. I, I feel bad if we have to let one go, kick one out of the house. That'd be ugly. I mean, you know, I I think. Gosh, look at all these ones in here. I know, I know. So Holman's got access now to the jingle file. Don't don't yeah. start playing them. Why? Let's just do this. Let's talk about Nissan. Number five. Uh, so <laughs> that, that one? Yeah. It's five reasons to keep that jingle. <laughs> um, that's the fifth reason. How about this one? Uh, Number four. Right, uh-huh. and there's three more reasons we can keep that jingle. Uh, no? Sure, no? sure. Okay. Yeah, no, let's not do that. All right, yeah. all right. Do you remember this one? <laughs> Oh, for Gail. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. All right. Well, I'm already bored with that one. That's probably why we don't play that one too much. Uh, I don't know what- We played that one once. We did once. Once. The, the Gail episode two, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I like this one. We don't do this one enough. Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? That was designed so I could try to stump you with something. And you haven't done that in a very long time. Uh, I'll, I'll do it in the next one. Do you remember uh, that yeah, we I'll, have... I'll do it in, in two episodes, I'll do it. We have 27 uh, inside jobs because we never liked any of them. This was the first one. Yeah. Well, the first one what was like a... What is it like inside your business? What is it like in the industry? Yeah, that was awful. You're on the show to share yeah. it with us. Take it for a ride. Just stop it. Yeah, yeah that, that was a bad it's, one. It's crap. But then when I told you that was a bad one and then you went, yeah, it's not my best work, you came back with this. Inside your job, what do you do? Well, that's better. I mean, I, it's not much I know, better. better. It's a yeah, little better. Right, yeah. right. And then I'm like, I, I'm not feeling that one either. So you said, ah, ah I got it. It's it's this one. Dude, I knocked it out of the which, park which with that, that one. That is the one that we play. Because it's freaking awesome. Number five. You know, maybe we need another one. That <laughs> no, was only, only four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel so helpless over here with you playing the audio. No, it's it's God, great. I get I to, it's, it's fun. fun to huh? actually, then we had the original parts department. But then you changed it for some reason. I like the original one better. And I don't know what, if I click this, I don't know what we're going to get. Welcome. Oh, that's the that's the right one. Screw. The one with your kids singing in a high-pitched voice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I we didn't, didn't like that, and I lowered I lowered the voices, the, yeah. the background singers. Yeah, that was, that was all, yeah, awkward. All right, all right. And then he came up with this. You know what we need, man. Shop talk. I'm not even going to play the rest oh, of that. Oh, dude, that was one of my favorites. You guys all hated it, but that was one of my first. Oh, come on. 
Shop talk. I mean, Ooh, <laughs> so shop talk. And then I'm like, Ooh. I don't know. So you came up with this. What's in the shop? What's I like this shop? one. Barbershop Quartet. Yeah. yeah. A segment where handsome guys talk about your build. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Right. I don't feel like it fits all of the project truck thing. That's why we, we might need something from our uh, our new uh, friend here. Yeah, I mean, there's... And of course, this is a classic if you ever listen to... So that, so that, so that happened. B-team B uh, followers will yeah, understand that. Yeah, we don't have enough so that happened. Those usually... Party fouls, you know, that, that yeah. go on that you wish it hadn't happened. You're embarrassed. Right. You did something to your truck. You know, you hung a set of bulls balls off the, you know, the, the hit. Number five. I just, I'm going to do that one again because I found uh, the other thing I was looking for, which was the, uh, the seventh uh, inside job that we did. Do you remember this one? The truck show. The, the truck, truck show. show. The truck show room. That was room. like the Joy Division, yeah. fifteen minute long. Uh-huh. It was the longest jingle. This one that, wait, actually wait, has a shorter Holman, version. Holman, do you think? Do you think any of our listeners get the Joy Division reference? Yeah, yeah. Do you they think do. they get alt rock from yeah. like the late eighties? Yeah, they do. Okay, they do. I just want you to know that I have a very strong suspicion that this was an inside job. See, I like that one. It was the best one, and we've done twelve since then. And I still like the original, but you, uh, you nated that. Huh. Okay, well, maybe we go to the archives and we take some oldies out. There's some, there's some, uh, there's some nice ones in here. All right, well, listen, we, we need, we need to some, pause right here before we lose everyone, and we need to thank Nissan because they've been sticking with us through through all the jingles. Yo, the truck show. <laughs> who this? Who this? Who the hell is this? Nissan trucks, you don't want to miss. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, see, yeah, there stars. we go. All right, <laughs> all right. Just I felt like we had to go through the archive to get into our uh, our Nissan read and. Of course, uh, Nissan, one of our favorite half-ton trucks out there, and half-ton plus. You can't beat it. Starting at thirty-six nine fifty, you get uh, the most standard horsepower and torque in its class, the most standard safety technology in its class, the best in-class standard eight-inch screen with Apple CarPlay integration, and America's best truck warranty, five-year, one hundred thousand miles. Hundred thousand. I like saying miles. that part. Yeah. Can Go. I say that next time? Do it now. Okay. Five-year, one hundred thousand miles. Do it one more time. Five years, 100,000 miles. And in your best radio voice. Five years, 100,000 miles. God, that is weird. <laughs> Some people just have that gear, I guess. Yeah. All right, uh, NissanUSA.com or head down to your local Nissan dealership where you too can tell them that the Truck Show podcast sent you and they will uh, look at you with the uh, inquisitive look and ask, why are you here, kid? No, they'll just say, what What show are you referring to? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. go, uh, oh, no, you should do, uh, I will give uh, $5 to the first uh, listener that goes in and plugs the Truck Show podcast Listen, in on a st- Nissan Titan in a dealership stop, showroom. Stop, stop, stop. We've, we've offered $5, we've offered $100, <laughs> we've offered a T-shirt. I'll buy you a beer. We've offered a beer. If they're going to go into a Nissan dealer, they're going to do it because they want the truck. Because they think it's bitching. It is bitching. Well, they don't need us to bait them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh, get your COVID shot. I'll give you a lottery ticket. Stop that. No, I'm just saying that if you go down there, maybe you'll get other people to listen to the show. Okay. And well, buy their trucks. That I like that that approach. All right. And speaking of trucks and truck parts, you got to hit up our friends at DuraLessParts.com or your local AutoZone. Here's why. It's getting hot out. It's getting hot as blazes. Whether you're on one of the coasts or you're in the middle of the country, temps are going up, and that's when your cooling systems start to fail. They have, like... Over 90% of all cooling parts on your, your cooling stack covered. Whether you need a radiator, you need a fan, you need water pumps, they've got you covered. Whether you're driving an old beater or a brand new truck, they got you. Durlastparts.com or your local AutoZone. 
And uh, I want to leave uh, you lightning with uh, this delicious uh, sound one last time. Man, that sounds good. That was what again? That was the uh, Borla attack on a uh, 2017 to 2020 Ford Raptor, of course, with the EcoBoost twin turbo V6. Head over to Borla.com if you want to uh, take your puny sounding exhaust and make it sound way more awesome and way different. Of course, manufactured right here in the United States out of T304 stainless steel, Borla offers a million mile warranty and a no drone guarantee. All right, but what if I had my Nissan truck rocking Duraless parts and a Borla exhaust and I'm stuck in the desert and I'm lost? Do I fire up my... Uh, my iPhone with OnX to get myself unlost? Well, hopefully you uh, downloaded the OnX app before you went uh, getting lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then you can find yourself. It. Yeah, true. Uh, the cool thing about OnX is it has 550,000 miles of off-road trails. You can keep all of your trails, tracks, campsites, and markups in one app across all of your devices. You can start your free trial today at onxmaps.com. No credit card required. Of course, you can also download the app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. All sorts of features from uh, open trails near you, track trips, custom waypoints, download uh, maps for offline use, interactive maps, 3D maps, find campsites, all of this and more at onyxmaps.com. All right, Lightning, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, you bringing Daytona Truck Meet alive in uh, in our next episode. I feel like, uh, you know, I set the standard on Overland Adventure. I want to see what you bring. Bring the fire. You going to bring the fire? Well, uh, if you've set the standard, then I set the substandard. No, no, no. You should do better than me. No, I'm going to shoot low. (laughs) (laughs) You know you're going to aim high, but shoot low. I'm going to... Yeah, so I'm going going to... uh, I'm going to say it's better, but it's really going to be mediocre. No, no, no. I'm going to over-promise, under-deliver. You should under-promise and over-deliver. No, it's easier the other way. It is easier the other way. All right, uh, I, I'm glad to see you're back. Uh, I'm glad to see that Jordan didn't give you alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he I'm, tried. Oh, he tried with <laughs> his uh, his hard alcohols. <laughs> with his, his spirits. Uh-huh. And I'm glad to see you're not divorced. Uh, did you forget to fire the T-shirt cannon? Um, the wife enjoys when I leave. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. No, no, mine does too. Yeah, yeah. So she likes when I go away. She's got time with the boys. And um, It's funny, when I came and back- And I mean my sons. Not, not, right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when I came back from uh, OA, my, uh, I was coming back Friday, and she says- I thought you were coming back Saturday. She I goes, know. why don't you just get a hotel on the way home? I'm like, what, is your boyfriend still there? <laughs> but is that what it's like? You just, I like, on one hand, I'm happy my wife lets me run amok and do what I want to do. And yeah. and I, I I basically, you know, hey, I'm doing this. And she's like, yeah, cool, whatever. That's cool. But on the other hand, don't you want her to miss you a little bit? You know what? So the, last, the last trip that I took, I, ro- I was really excited to come home and see the boys and, and, and give the wife a hug. And I walk in. And she's cooking or something or whatever. And I walk in. I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, hi. And I'm like, no hug? She's like, nah. <laughs> she literally just dissed me with a hug. I'm like, yeah. well, I've been gone for over a week. Nah. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm making you spaghetti. Isn't that good enough? I'm like, no, I kind of wanted a <laughs> I just, I, I just wanted a, a hug, you know? I mean, I can't blame her. I, I wouldn't have given you a hug either. No. Fair enough. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 